then that is the point of the movie just hungry for more stuff which again uh, piggybacks on George Romero's comment on consumerism and and mall culture uh, which the the Herman is commenting on in this movie uh, Romero was a bit more subtle uh, it was definitely more subtle um, even though you know it kind of stands out during Dawn of the Dead you know uh, it's Personally, it took me a while to figure it out. I did watch it when I was very young. Um, but this is just, you know, Jarmusch is, is just telling you this. He is not being subtle at all. It's like, yep, this is the point of the zombies. And this is what you are. And is that the end of the movie? And that's it. Yeah, so it just it just ends on that not-so-subtle note. Uh, and the the fact that it's a way for the, you know, maybe alien domination is to just, you know, raise the dead, uh, turn ourselves against each other. So maybe that's a, that's a message there. If we don't come together in this, we will be the death of all of us. At least that's what I think. And, but it was weird. It's like the movie was just so all over the place as far as it doesn't want to be a comedy. I, I think it does, but it doesn't want to be weird. But again, if if you, if you're saying that you're weird, are you really being weird? Or are you just trying to be weird? But then again, trying to be weird is a weirdness within itself. So maybe it's just a circle of weirdness. And what the hell happened to the kids? Where did the kids go? You just saw the kids escape, you know, wherever they were, the juvenile detention facility, and then they were just gone. Um. And so we don't know what happens to them. And then, here, let me shut the Sergio Simpson song down. Um, I'm not really a big country guy, but I can respect uh, uh, what Sergio Simpson does. He did a, a cool country cover of Nirvana's um, In Bloom. Uh, traditional uh, country sound. Uh, so, so good for him. But, um, so... So the movie had some cool scenes. Uh, the cast was really good. It just didn't seem to find its footing with much of anything. Like, it made these statements, but it didn't really go anywhere with them. It's like you had the the guy at the gas station, you know, and all these characters, all of the characters were set up, and not really any reso- uh, pr- any good resolutions for them. They were just kind of there. They kind of went halfway through some kind of arc and then just didn't really go anywhere. At least that was satisfying. So I remember when I saw the trailer for this, I was looking forward to it. I'm like, all right, yeah, zombie movie. You know, guy likes zombie movies. I will give zombie movies a chance. You know, some zombie movies, you know, are much stronger than others. Uh, some zombie shows tend to start strong and then just kind of fade away. Um, some are just absolute brilliant classics um, and, and are highly memorable. Uh, the Romero trilogy is one of them for me. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is a brilliant uh, cinematic uh, affair. And that seems that it's paid proper tribute to Romero in that it's these it's it's these tributes but it's something of its own and I think the dead don't die had these little tip of the hats to to Romero and his zombie movies but it didn't really go anywhere with it like Selena Gomez had that cool car from Night of Living Dead didn't go anywhere with it they mentioned Pittsburgh didn't really go anywhere with it Selena Gomez and her two friends that you know maybe they would have suspected that they killed people 
I wouldn't have enjoyed that plot because I don't like those kind of plots. But, you, you know, it would have been something. Uh, Chloe Sevigny's character was just, like, screaming the whole time. And then she she kills herself to for her grandmother. We don't know why. There was tension between – romantic tension between uh, uh, Minerva and um, and Adam – Chloe Sevigny's character and, and Adam Driver's character. Nothing came of it. Nothing came of the history of Bill Murray's character, why he wanted to retire two years ago. So it was all these things just kind of left – hanging out to dry and they never dried (laughs) my laundry is still wet from this movie so i don't know maybe there's some message that i'm not getting and maybe it's because it's too subtle that i'm not getting it um or just or just maybe it's just something that's there and it's just something to put out because hey why not Jim Jarmusch can can make a movie with with a great cast, a great cast. Uh, you know Steve Buscemi's character, you know, with with his uh, with his hat and his relationship with Danny Glover because they seem to get along. But he's wearing this racist hat. What is that about? What? Ha- Why did the animals run away? Why did the electricity stop? What's going on with the authorities and the media? Rosie Perez as an anchor person, and where is the media with the town? And what's going on with everything else and with the earth on its axis and the fracking? Oh, this was filmed in New York. I'm still watching the credits. Yay, New York. Um, What is happening? What happened with this movie? What is – why do I sound like Seinfeld? What happened why did I watch this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> I did like the union. <laughs> so the dead don't die. See, that's that's a title of a I believe it was a Peter Cushing movie when I was a really little kid. I think my mom. <laughs> What the hell's wrong with you, Mom? <laughs> Bought me these horror movies, or maybe I saw it. I'm like, oh, wow, it's a zombie movie. And then I just I got through half of it, and I didn't like it. I think it was a Peter Cushing movie about, about the undead. That was also called The Dead Don't Die. Why is this called The Dead Don't Die? You know, aside from the fact that there's a Sturtle Simpson song. Jesus. You know, this movie left so many more questions than answers. And when I see a movie, I like answers. So this was a um, this was a disappointment. I haven't seen any Jim Jarmusch movies, so I guess maybe if I was familiar with those kind of movies, I I would maybe like it a bit more or not like it a bit less. But that being said, if I haven't seen anybody's movies, I I should still like it just on principle of it being a good movie. So yeah. Oh, well. And it was such a cool cast. I thought maybe the cast would have done more. Tell me about the aliens, Tilda Swinton's character. And what's with this self-awareness with the script? What the fuck is going on? And maybe that's the point. Maybe wants, maybe Jim Jarmusch wants the audience to know what's going on. And I realize parody. I realize satire. I realize spoofing of things. But it's like, what the fuck is it trying to spoof? What is it trying to do? What is it trying to be? What the hell is happening? Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. So this was this is going to be the first podcast of mine where um, halfway through the movie, anytime a thought came in my head watching the movie, I, I recorded it. So I will uh, say much much like I did um, when I would uh, like review uh, movies with Aaron. Like we would watch it and we would comment while it was going on and then I would splice it up. Um, 
Uh, Erin's doing fine, by the way. I just, I haven't, you know, I see her through a, uh, through a door, through a window. So she comes to my place, uh, and we talk to each other, but, but socially distance through a glass door. Um, so that's that. And I, and I talk to her every day, but anyway, yeah, so she's doing okay. But, but we would watch movies and while the movie was playing, I would leave it recording and we would comment anything that pops in our heads. We would say something and then, um, I would splice it together. So those episodes, I mean, they were worth the time it took, but they, they would take longer. Now, you know, with this, I, you know, I know what I'm going to speak, so I can just you know, click something on my phone and record. So anyway, uh, the long version of me saying that you're going to get some commentary um, after, this, after I speak, which is going to be now. So a few, few little blips of me talking, and then you'll hear some of my plugs, and then you'll be on your merry way. All right. I'm about halfway through, and right now it seems like one of those movies that's aware that it's self-aware, but it just seems to be falling flat so far, that they know that they're self-aware, and they're letting people know that this is what the movie's going to be about. Weird. And, like, it's just... I know it's weird, but it's seeming, it's seemingly weird for weirdness sake. And like the person saying, hey, everybody, I'm weird. But when somebody says, hey, I'm weird, they're not really weird. It's just they're saying that they're weird, which I guess is some kind of weirdness on its own. But the references to Night of the Living Dead are awesome. The fact that they mentioned Pittsburgh and the fact that that car that Selena Gomez is driving was the same car that Barbara drove in, uh, in the 1968 classic. It's like Tom Waits is telling us the movie. It was cool seeing Iggy Pop as a zombie, though. It's very thriller-esque, the zombies coming out like that. I don't know how realistic that would be. Who knows if they're that strong to, you know work their way up through six feet of dirt, but I guess if you don't get tired, eventually you'll do it. Now, this is cool. This is cool classic, classic zombie stuff, which I kind of like, you know, little return of the, of the living dead as well, which is, uh, which is nice, and slow-moving zombies, which, which I prefer. They're less scary. And that's uh, horror movie director Larry Fessenden. And my friend Brian Spears has done uh, special makeup effects on a bunch of his movies. Brian is an awesome effects artist. And so far, the zombies have said coffee and free cable. So reminiscent of the George Romero classic, Dawn of the Dead 1978, maybe the zombies are saying things that were special in their lives, just like the way the zombies went into the mall from Dawn of the Dead. Oh, epidemic. She, Chloe Seven, you just said epidemic. Ah, we're in a pandemic. Fuck. I mean, they seem very nonchalant about killing Carol Kane. So I guess that's the way the movie wants to do it. It's just, there's a nonchalantness, if that's even a word. But then Chloe Sevigny's freaking out. So it's just uh, a little confusing. And Tilda Swinton doesn't seem shocked either. I do like how Ash is coming out instead of blood. That's kind of cool and that's kind of unique. But yeah, it just there's really no tension in this because the main characters are intense. So why should I really be tense? It just seems that, okay, they're accepting that this is zombies and this is the thing to do. So it's almost like this is self-aware and this is a parody and this is, you know, a comedy, obviously, but trying to be weird. And I don't know. I don't know if it's too successful at that. It's still 
kind of fun to watch. I like I like the cast as well. So it seems like these zombies again, like George Romero with the mall. Um, it's a it's a comment on uh, consumerism because they're saying coffee. They're saying you know coffee and people can be addicted to coffee. They're saying you know Wi-Fi, candy, Snapple, Xanax, Oxy. So maybe this is a um, a comparison to you know addiction, substance abuse, or or things that people really desire. Now the guy's saying guitar, so because well, he's dragging guitar. So so maybe it's uh, zombies are just you know. Seeking something important, seeking something that they uh, that they really liked. Oh, and the boards uh, are very uh, Night of the Living Dead and very um, Return of the Living Dead as well, which is which is a cool a cool touch. And now comes the shotgun, and we'll see. Yep, and then there's there's Ash. That's pretty unique. It's pretty unique. You're expecting blood and splatter, and you get Ash. And in comes the the zombie horde and Danny Glover fighting zombies. And a Night of the Living Dead tribute, the radio. The radio is so important, Night of the Living Dead. And then, you know, then it turned to the TV as a way to get information out. And it's, you know, reminiscent of the way things are, just looking at our TVs, especially with the pandemic and these emergency situations coming. You know, we we look to radio and we look to TV to hopefully get uh, accurate information. And the fact that electronics are dying is a nice touch. So it's something to do with the Earth's axis, the moon. So it adds another scary element because the methods of communications are now disappearing, which makes it kind of scary. But they're still trying to be funny at the same time. I'm not sure about the Chloe Sevigny character just yet. She just seems like very damsel in distress. You know, uh, the the emotional character while Bill Murray and, and Adam Driver are just, you know, kind of calm about it. And Tilda Swinton is kind of the Michonne character with the, uh, the samurai sword. Oh my god. To Adam Driver with the Star Wars keychain. It's like, I get it, but why, why would they do that? Like, we know Adam Driver's in Star Wars, but why would you have him with the Star Wars keychain and then say that? It's like, are they now self-aware that Adam Driver is an actor in Star Wars? What the fuck? I hope this gets explained. I thought uh, Selena Gomez and the... Oh, maybe she's still a little alive. It's interesting how they're going with CDs still, even though this movie was, you know, a couple of years ago where you know, CD players and cars aren't really a thing or pe- most people are listening from their phones. Aha, oddly controlled, so maybe now we'll find out. Same thing with Tilda Swinton. And here we go. Self-awareness squared. A movie within a movie, and they know they're a movie. And cue the UFOs. Tilda Swinton just seems to know about it. Maybe she read the script, too. Right. This is just like, let's just throw a bunch of stuff in, and let's just be weird, because we can be weird. Well, I would think, Adam Driver, you you read the script. Was that in the script? Oh. No. Oh, now something not in the script. Oh, could be a different one he read. So now the character who read the script is surprised, bringing on a whole new layer. 
Now, I had a feeling Tilda Swinton had something to do with being an alien, and I wish I would have said something earlier. But, you know, when she was driving down the street, she's saying, you know, a town like any other town, which I believe is a Twilight Zone reference. I'm not going to say what episode, because I don't want to spoil anything. What was it with that whisper at the end, man? What's wrong with you, Mike? So, that's it for the commentary. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and, you know, I think when I do movies or watch a show, I may do that from now on. We'll see how I feel. And I hope you feel good about this podcast, and you can find more episodes. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at MMAM Podcast. You can find me on Facebook at MMAM Podcast. You can email me at mmampodcast at gmail.com. And you can find this podcast like wherever podcasts are, like whether it's Apple Podcasts, um, you know, it, the, it's, it's on Podbean, so you can always go there. And the podcast name is Music, Movies, and More. I was vamping because I always forget the name of the podcast. I always think it's Movies, Music, and More, but it's Music, Movies, and More. i got to start remembering the name of my own podcast. So, and uh, since we're in a pandemic, like uh, I've been ending most, if not all, the podcasts since this this pandemic has started, um, please get information from from credible sources because they could literally save your life. So sources like the New York Times, the BBC, NPR, Washington Post, USA Today, whether it's in hard copy newspaper form, whether it's in digital form, if you have the means, please subscribe. That's how they give us this valuable information. And NPR and BBC have excellent, excellent podcasts that give you the world. And, you know, BBC especially, they give you the world in a half hour, like two or three times a day. NPR does it every morning. Um, That's NPR first. Uh, Something. Please keep yourself informed with credible information because that credible information is valuable and it was always important and now it is more important than ever and uh, speaking of more important than ever please take care of each other out there Uh, wear a mask practice social distancing the holidays are coming up thanksgiving is coming up please stay home please for the sake of yourself for the sake of your loved ones and for the sake of your community and people are probably going to be traveling i hope they don't but for the sake of the people in this country and just for the sake of people in general, you know, there's 250,000 dead family members, you know, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, uh, siblings of all genders, you know, just please, please take care of each other. All right. Until next time, everyone take care. Bye.